good time of the day, and welcome to another episode of And When I Say I Mean, I'm your co-host Austin. And I'm your other co-host Adrian. Welcome to yet another episode. Adrian, what either exciting or not exciting things did you do this week? Um, You know those times where you ask me the question and then just everything that happened this week is just gone? Mm-hmm. That just happened to me. Um, I could talk about Saturday, things that I had done. I remember what I did on Saturday. On Saturday okay. morning, I got up at approximately 9.30 and wow, went, luxurious. went to, I don't remember when it was. I'd have to check my phone. Went to Lil's Coffee, Lil's Cafe. Mm-hmm. I was going to say coffee shop, but and then cafe, but they melded together. Is that the place um, that we had been? No, that's Flight. Oh, I meant in Rollinsford. No. Did we go somewhere in Rollinsford? Yeah, we had breakfast there. We Did we go to uh, the Black Bean Cafe? Yes. Huh. We did apparently a lot of things that I just don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, we went and got sandwiches from some place that are apparently burgers. So to be fair, burgers are sandwiches. Right. That's why I ended up asking about burgers, but it's just like, yeah, it, it's confusing. Anyways, so we went to Lil's with Evan and Alka, and we got curlers, which <laughs> curlers, crawlers, crawlers. I don't, I don't know how they pronounce it. It's like just mealworms. No, <laughs> it's just donuts, <laughs> but they are like fancier. I don't know. Oh, okay. They're good. They're good. And coffee and chatted about life and all the good things Napoleon did for history. No, boo. Napoleon <laughs> is a villain. <laughs> okay, Go well, Alexander Pavlovich, the defeater of Napoleon. Well, um... You'll be happy to know that my friend Evan loves all things Russian Russian Good. as well. So in his car, it was like he had this Russian hat. And he got a new cat this past week and named her Anastasia. Nice. Um, so I still need to meet his new cat. And then after um, the musical? I think just after. I mean, maybe. Mm. But just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Adrian. Uh, I did something... What you uh, Nicole? If you can name who Anastasia's father is, the famous Anastasia, um, Vladimir. No, <laughs> come on, silly. Vladimir is a Kievan name. Wow, um, Alexander. No, that was a much better guess, but no. Um, Alfonso. That was the worst guess you've had so far. No, I have no idea. Uh, it's uh, Nikolai. Nicholas the second. Okay, wasn't gonna get there. And then I did something else in the afternoon. I remember what I did in the afternoon. I drove down to Hartford, Connecticut. I didn't drive, my roommate drove. Me and my roommates went down to Hartford, Connecticut to watch the NCAA tournament second round action between the Memphis Mem- Murray State Racers and the Florida State Seminoles. Hmm. And then we also saw the Villanova Wildcats versus the Purdue Boilermakers. Who won? Um, Florida State won the first game and Purdue won the second game. This weekend involved me watching a lot of basketball. It's all coming back to me now that I'm talking about basketball. Guess who watched no basketball at all this past weekend? I'm so sorry for you because I watched a ton of basketball and it was amazing. Thursday night, which was the first official, first round of basketball, me and my friends and Becca, or my roommates and Becca went to, and our friend Luke was there, to Buffalo Wild Wings and... Watched basketball and ate wings. Didn't we record this that day? Oh, no. It was Wednesday. That's yeah, right. Yeah, it was Wednesday. And then that's why I bumped it. Mm. Sorry. Rude. <laughs> all the people that I bumped things for. Oh, the truth is out. Um, and then Friday I played board games at the um, 
at UNH. What and kind of board we games? we played some... Well, first we played Deception, mm-hmm. which is always a good one. And then played Villainous, which is based on Disney evil villains. And so you're playing as an evil villain, and your goal is to achieve their goal from the movie um, before the heroes can stop you. Yeah, I was playing as Jafar. I lost. I think I got last place. Well done. Um, Dr. Filibuster. That's not his name. I don't know what his name is. It's from The Princess and the Frog. I Um, certainly don't know what his name is. Yeah, it's something French, I think, and I pronounced it wrong. Gustave? No. Um, Gaston is from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, he's not a villain, apparently, so... um, What? Yeah, I was kind of (laughs) shocked. He definitely is. He dies by falling off a cliff at the end. You know you're a Disney villain when you do that. Wait, is Gaston the the big guy or the beast? No, he's the big guy. Okay, yeah, he's the villain, but he wasn't. Yeah. No, he wasn't in the game though. Oh. Um, let me find it. What's his name? It's something aired. It ends in air. Why can't I find it? Um, Jordan. Oh no, that starts Facilier. Facilier. That's what it is. it's Facilier. Doctor Facilier. That's not quite it, but it's closer. How do, How does Google know this is what I'm looking for? Google is listening just to me. Because typed in Facilier. No, I didn't. I typed in Princess and the Frog, and then I typed in it's Doctor. It's just making educated guesses, man. <laughs> I don't know. We just need to. It's Dr. Facilier. Anyway. Unplug all your things. That doesn't did, super matter. <laughs> what did you do this week? Um, I spent a lot less time watching basketball. In fact, I spent no time watching basketball. Friday, I spent a lot of time nervously worrying about a paper. Uh, I really hope they accept it this time because it needs to get out of my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the paper on? The paper is, uh, it's called a mixed numerical and analytic analytical method for the investigation of scattering from OAM beams. No that's beams that's... with with orbital angular momentum. That's a that's that's so it's such a good. Uh... Scientific research paper name. Thank you. It's it tells you everything you need to know. No, no, no. Everything you <laughs> need to know about the paper is in the title. Mm-hmm. It's like the abstract before the abstract. Yeah, duh. Um, and so it's about developing a mixed numerical and analytic method for <laughs> for particle scattering. By the way, I think my analytic method is is really pretty pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no one recognizes it as such. So, classic. Classic. Mm-hmm. I gave that story. So, I gave that story to mom and dad, and they're like, "What?" And so I gave it to somebody else here, um, in Potsdam, and she was like, "I don't understand how these two connect." And I'm like, "That's what everyone says." <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking, speaking of your story, you know what Did I you found ever finish out? That? Not yet. But do you know what I found out the other day, also on Thursday, while we were on or at Buffalo Wild Wings? What? Are you are you familiar with the rapper Fetty Wap? Fetty oh, Wap. Yeah. Did you know he doesn't have an eye? No. He's like, well, okay, he does have an eye. But it, it I forget it. I didn't read his Wikipedia page to figure out exactly what happened. But from what I've heard, it's something to do with gang violence. But mm. I thought of when I somehow he came up, I looked him up, and I was like, wait, he doesn't have an eye? He's like that character in Austin's story. Yep. Yeah, I thought they connected much better, but no one else thought so. So apparently I have some work to do mm-hmm. that I need to put put off to do the work that I actually need to do. <laughs> Fair. Um, And then I went to a bunch of, like, gathering things this past weekend mm-hmm. um they were funnish <laughs> uh like <laughs> they they were more fun than i than the worst case okay that's good to hear mm-hmm. oh and then i met i met a guy who invited me to play basketball with him <laughs> and i would i told him i do not play basketball 
I, like I've never played basketball in my life. And he said, that's fine. This other guy's never played basketball before either. And I stopped after elementary school. And by the way, it's at 6 a.m. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, why are these people who don't know how to play basketball meeting three days a week to play basketball at 6 a.m.? That seems insane. Yeah. Um, so I blew that off this morning or yesterday morning. Um, and then I was planning-ish the second one that I went to. That was on Saturday. I also made uh, cinnamon buns Friday through Saturday. Yeah, and uh, they turned out wonderful. Yeah, they did. Though I, I was I was upset. I didn't have any powdered sugar or icing sugar, as I'm told is the fancy term for it. Who calls it that? Um, Grandma May from Baker's Challenge, Britain? They do all call it that. But actually, um, I have a book written by this guy, Peter. Peter is very pretentious, but he doesn't call it icing sugar. So is I was, he British? I don't think so. No. But I don't know. The accent doesn't come across mm-hmm. in the book. That's one of the things I've always wondered not obviously in writing it makes more sense but in like singing accents don't seem to come across as oh actually there's a great video about it uh from vox so because you just open your americans their vowel sounds are very neutral vowel sounds so when you're singing you're trying to open up your mouth as wide as you can and that kind of forces you into a neutral vowel position so you sound like an american but that's just because you're singing properly. So all singing sounds like an American accent. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Like, especially for people like Adele, who is trying to sing, like, operatically. Right. Makes sense. Anyway. They were good. So instead of the normal frosting glaze... I had to use a a butter honey glaze, mm, which is just butter and honey. No, it was delicious. I just don't really like honey. It it. Do you like butter? I do like butter. But just imagine it with honey. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> sticky and terrible. <laughs> it's sticky and amazing. You use Those a fork. Two though. things don't go together. No, that's why you have a fork. But but uh, you're not eating them with your hands. I still just don't even really think I like the taste of honey. It just tastes like sugar, but when it's with that much butter, <laughs> why not just use sugar then? Because it was honey butter glaze. Yeah, but it, uh, yeah, I I'm sure it was great. It was great. Um, and that was. Oh, I led a Bible study on Sunday that I don't typically lead. How did um, that go? I thought it went well. Um, other people said it did as well. We covered six verses in John. Solid. John three sixteen through 21, I think. But we were hosted by a woman who is 93, I think she's 93. Mm -hmm. She's in her 90s at least. Um, Her birthday's coming up. Her name is Betty. And afterwards we had dinner. She made us meatloaf with Italian sausage instead of ground beef. It wasn't only Italian sausage, but it was a lot of Italian (laughs) sausage. And let me tell you, no one should ever make meatloaf (laughs) again without Italian sausage. Uh because uh she's she's broken the mold and <laughs> this Italian sausage meatloaf makes meatloaf worth eating. I mean I love meatloaf regularly, so listen. Have the do yourself a favor, find someone who can bake and say, Can you make me a meatloaf but instead of just boring ground beef, put just like a big slab of Italian sausage in there. Do you think you could get me the recipe from Betty? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. When can you send that to me? Because I'm supposed to be making dinner this week for my roommate, so maybe I'll make meatloaf. Um, I don't know. Betty's hard to get in contact with, (laughs) mostly because I 
<laughs> my only choice is to call her. Um, okay. But I'll see what I not, can do. It's not that important if it doesn't happen No, it's before. important. Okay. I, it'll change my life. It will. Like Italian sausage meatloaf. I'm not that big of a meatloaf guy, as I think you know. <laughs> I do know. Um, but this this meatloaf is delicious. All right. And it's it's meat in general, so I, I, I think it's still within the spirit of meatloaf. Meatloaf. Right. Uh, but then, so I asked her, what was the biggest difference between, she's lived in Potsdam all her life. Wow. Uh, so I asked her, what was the biggest difference between Potsdam when she was growing up to now? And she said lots of things were different. And it was really, it was really amazing her just telling stories about growing up and how things were different then. It, she kept saying like things were just good. It was a good place to grow up. It was nice. Other than the war, which was hard, things were good. Everything was great. No one locked their doors. And I'm like, wow, how can Betty say, like, other than the war, a.k.a. the greatest loss of human life in the history of the world, mm-hmm. be like, other than that, things were good. It, it's just, like, it's amazing. And she's so old. She's older than TVs. She's older than the Internet. Like, the internet is this massive, gross blob of a thing that is eating all of our lives, and mm-hmm. Betty's older than it. Like, it's amazing. What's amazing about it? It's just like, she's been around for so many things that are just like, so many things have passed mm-hmm. in the time that she's been alive. Like the Soviet Union Oh, no, that's not, no, that's definitely not true. The Soviet Union did not rise and fall while she was alive. <laughs> I was going to say, didn't that probably start in the late 1800s? No, it was uh, 1917. Okay. Remember the Russian Revolution song? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it started in 1917. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Anyway. But it's like, and just like framing myself in the way Betty sees me is just like another college student rolling through who, you know, turn over every four years and then it's new college students. It's just like, mm-hmm. hmm. or, or she can say things like, I saw this kid, oh, that must have been seven years ago or so, just like it's nothing. And seven years ago for me, I'm in high school. And, and like, life is completely different for me seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Or like, I think the sentences that like old people say that it's like, "Oh, I remember such and such. They're dead now." Just like, like it's no big deal. And it's like, what is it like to be an old person? It must be wild. <laughs> just, but like, just imagine remembering all those things. Mhm. Mhm. Like that that has to be crazy. How do you remember all those things? I don't even remember what happened last week. Yeah, I know. Um Well, I mean, I I imagine some things you remember better than others, but probably just like feelings. But anyway, I've been thinking about memory a lot. I just read this great book called The Buried Giant by Kazuo Ishiguro. The what giant? The Buried Giant. Buried? Mm-hmm. Like or Buried called... Giant. Yeah, Depending okay. how you pronounce it. Timeout. We're going to have a timeout here. Okay, cool. Um, We were playing... What were we playing? Texas I guess Hold'em. we were playing... No, no, I guess we were playing, um, uh, what's that game? Deception. Deception. And somehow the term Burry got brought up, and we That's were talking... one of the cards. It's one of the cards? Yeah. That's one of the murder cards. Burry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can get covered. That's right. Yeah. Right, right. And so... 
I said Burry, and everybody was like, that's not how you pronounce that word. It's pronounced Barry. And I'm like, mm-hmm. where's the A in this word? So is this just one of those words that just follows some special rule, or is there a rule to this, or does it not matter, and we should just go back to your story? No, no rules. It's just um, it's it's regional. Regional to where? America? Uh, no, like you would say buried in the south. Okay, so I probably just learned that word from mom. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's okay. like when you said uh, Gerald, Gerald. Yeah, and, and everyone I thought it was thought a different name. Insane. Yeah. No, okay. it's just <laughs> people, it, it, people say buried here. People say buried in the south. It's like people saying aunt here. Yeah, I feel real fancy whenever I say aunt. Oh, do you say aunt? I try to because I'm trying to assimilate. Oh, to why? My, <laughs> because you gotta fit in, man. No, 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 no. I no. I think accents are something that we should all keep because it's like, it's it's your your place encoded in the way you speak. Okay, I'll go back to saying aunt to everybody. Yeah, you should. I, I, like I think it, it carries the the history of your person with you. All right, and then I'll keep saying Burry, too. Yeah, do it. And then people can think you're weird. It. Oh, so I still don't know how I say chocolate weird. But people yeah. tell me I say that weird. Yeah. But anyway. Buried giant. It's the, bur- <laughs> it's the buried giant. And um, by Kazu Ishigiro, who recently won the Nobel Prize for literature. Solid. Um... And it was great. It was about, um, it's post-Arthurian Britain. Okay. He okay. So he immigrated from, uh, Nagasaki to, or Hirosh- It was either Hiroshima or Nagasaki, to England when he was five. And if you remember all the previous book recommendations of Austin on this podcast, you'll remember I recommended Remains of the Day, uh, by the same author. Mm-hmm. Like a year ago or something. If you remember my recommendation for that, that's the most British book in the world. So this is also a just an unbelievably British book. It's about the tensions between the Anglo's and the Saxons. It's set against the backdrop of Arthurian legend, but it's mm-hmm. really an in, like um, an investigation of how memory shapes our personal and national lives, and like kind of asking is it better to forget things or to remember things uh because everyone has lost their memories basically at the beginning of the book and the characters are spoilers coming the characters are though okay hold up folks listen for all of you who have been following my recommendations to the T kudos just keep rolling but for those of you who think austin recommends a book every week and will never read them because they're just hog swallop from the ivory tower <laughs> listen folks <laughs> this is the time to jump on the bandwagon because this book is just so readable it's fun it's i don't I, I don't describe a lot of books that i'm reading right now as a rip-roaring adventure and this is not a rip-roaring adventure, but it's the closest to a rip-roaring <laughs> adventure of a book that I've read in a long time. Um, so just just imagine the 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 most British book in the world, which is about a butler talking about butlery things while going mm-hmm. on a quest. I've got to sneeze. Bless you. Going on a quest to talk to his former housekeeper. Just imagine a fantasy epic through the lens of the person who would write that previous book and that's this book and it's beautiful i can't really picture that but i'll try my best there's there's sword fights in this book there's dragons there's people fighting in forts it's almost a rip-roaring adventure and then it's just devastatingly sad at the end that makes spoilers based on the author yeah 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 it's also very anticlimactic, which is another signature of his that's just beautiful. 
You're really selling it. You're welcome. I'm telling you, folks, this is the book to read. If Okay, no, no, no. You should read all the books that I recommend. But if you're like if you're looking for an approachable book to read, <laughs> this is the one to do it. Anyway, so I've been thinking lots about memory because of this book and about Betty and just like I don't know, is it is it a good thing that we remember things? Oh, that's would a very broad be, question. Would national life be better if we forgot things? Would national life be better if we forgot things? Yeah. We'll start there. That That's also very... I mean, it's not necessarily a very broad question, but it's very... I feel like our national life is built on memories well, here I'd, in America. Yeah, but I, I I worry that the internet has taken away our our ability to forget things politically. What do you mean? Like we could always see people's records, like voting record in the past and be like, "Oh, Joe Biden voted for uh increased uh sentencing things in the 90s." How dare he? But now we can go and, like, pull up quotes of things that people said in, like, the 2000s. And since lots of things have changed a lot since the 2000s, those quotes seem, like, monstrous, whereas they wouldn't really have seemed monstrous at the time. I don't mean that about everything. Some quotes are still monstrous. But I, I, I think because of the Internet, we're collapsing... Or we're losing our ability to forget things. I feel so. I feel like it's less important that we forget things in these this situation that you seem to be outlying, and more that we just extend grace to people, right? Mm-hmm. So I I think in that case, then that kind of answers that question. Like it's okay if we remember these things, but if we extend grace to people in the same way that we would want them to extend grace to us or more so, Mm -hmm. then I think you're going to be okay. Even if you do remember things Mm. or if the internet leaves those memories to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Adrian, great transition. So the book, the book is secretly about how do you, how do you reconcile with people or can you reconcile with people? So one of the main characters, his name is Wiston. He's a warrior and a Saxon, and he is he's trying to reignite the war between the Saxons and the Britons. Mm-hmm. If you remember your Arthurian legend, Arthur is a Briton who defeated the Saxons and established his kingdom. So now he, Merlin in this world, lots of spoilers coming down the pipeline, so skip to the timestamp ahead to avoid the spoilers. There will be no timestamp. <laughs> um, Merlin has placed a spell on the dragon Quirig to erase the memories of everyone in the land mm-hmm. so that they don't remember the atrocities that Arthur committed in his his war against the Saxons in order for them to live at peace. Right. So Wiston hates the Sac. He hates the Britons even though he was raised by the Britons. Mm-hmm. He hates them because he remembers what they did to his people. Mm-hmm. So he hopes to kill the dragon so that everyone remembers what the the Britons had done so the Saxons can rise up and defeat the Britons again. If you remember your real history, the Saxons kill lots of, if not all, of the Britons. Right. So for him, he he really struggles with the Britons' god, who is God, um, because he he is very distraught by a god of infinite mercy, because he says, "How can a god allow people to pillage and burn and conquer and be forgiven with just prayers?" 
and not be punished. So this this is a, it's a great book. So Wiston, he he wants to bring people's memories back so as to ignite a war between people. Mhm. Mhm. And I I feel that's what the internet lets us do right now. Elaborate. So if you have been following the news recently, I'm sure you've seen the things about Tucker Carlson that had been unveiled recently. Nope. Well, for those of you who have been following the news, looking at you, Dad, uh, I'm sure you remember the things Tucker Carlson said on the sh- morning shock jock sh- show with some guy with a re- very silly name, uh, which I am now forgetting. <laughs> That people are using to say, ban Tucker Carlson. This is awful. John Oliver did an entire show about it. So, I think what people people are like slaying Queerig the Dragon, metaphorically, mm-hmm. and bringing back these things that we had forgotten in order to stoke wars between the Britons and the Saxons. And so, I, I think you're right that the what we really need is not forgetting and not remembering to start wars, but remembering to be reconciled. Right. I think, I don't think that we should remember things or remind people of things to start wars or to belittle people or to harm, bring harm to them. Right. I think, and I, and I, but I also don't think that it's, that we should just forget things either and just ignore them. Um, So then how do you, how do you balance that? I guess, how do you, I don't really know. I don't think, I don't think that I don't see how it can happen in a, unless there's a complete like societal change in the way that we interact with people. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I think as long as there, as long as we are human, our inclination is going to be to use things that people have said and done against them. And I think that unless that changes somehow, I don't think that there will ever be not those whoever he was who slays the dragon to... The warrior. Right. There will always be Wistons because there will always be humans. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's real it's really a great it's a great book. But anyway, uh Yeah, I guess so, but so how do we how do we bring mercy into our into our lives publicly and privately like should we bring mercy into public life because is and is like is public like different enough from private life that we shouldn't have mercy because i think you would agree with me that we should have mercy in our private lives i think we should have mercy in all of our lives right whether it's public or private Mm -hmm. um so how do we do that? I think it it takes a lot of humility, right? I think is probably the key. And because most of the times, if we want to keep using Wiston, right? Why why does he want to do this? Because he wants to get revenge on the people who killed his people. Mm-hmm. And so if I, in order for me to extend mercy to someone, I have to basically humble myself and say, okay, I'm not going to get even with this person. Instead, I'm going to forgive them for their actions and extend grace and mercy to them and hopes that they don't do it again. And I think that that can happen both privately and publicly. Mm-hmm. So how, what, what, what do you feel about people stepping down for things they've said in their past lives yeah 
I mean, we've kind of talked about this before. Have we? A little bit, kind of, right? Didn't oh, we yeah, talk we about did. Yeah. Some CEO as well as... Justice Brett. Yeah. I think it's I think it's tough, right? I think that people should be accountable for what they say and do. But I also think that we need to have more grace and mercy out there. I think I kind of go back to what I said about who's his name? Cavani, was that who it was? Kavanaugh? Kavanaugh. I keep forgetting who Cavani is. It's probably some fictional character from something. I don't know who Cavani is. Avenatti is Stormy Daniels' lawyer. Cavani is a soccer player for France, yeah. I believe. Um, Is that, yes, he's still accountable to his actions. And so... But we, but we, so we don't have to put him in the spot. There's other candidates, mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't mean that we completely destroy him as a human. Um, it, it, we can still extend grace and mercy within that, I guess. So, so to my answer to the answer to the question about people stepping down, I think there needs to be like repercussions and things to our actions. There needs to be, we need to take responsibility for our actions and what we say, but I, so maybe stepping down is the right option, but I don't think that that means that that person should never have a job again or never Mm -hmm. be able to be in a position again, just because of one thing that they did wrong. If it, if it continues to be it, Again, it it is a wider scope too because it, mm-hmm. it do can I see change in this person's life? Do I see do I see a repeating pattern? If I see a repeating pattern, that makes it different, right? There there's a different scenario that comes out there. But if I believe that this person has actually changed, I think that I think that we need to be as a society more read, readily to forgive people for one-time actions if it's not something that is if it's continual action i think that's a different thing but if it's something that they have shown that they have changed how they live i think we need to have more forgiveness Mm -hmm. yeah i like what uh ivan karmazov says about how our our role like the state basically can only give justice um is really bad at giving mercy um so i i think it's our our role to uh be the dispensers of mercy because the government can't Mm -hmm. yeah but it's tough because it does i think it does get back to being or like, yeah, being humble, mm-hmm. which is n- not something we like to do. Being selfless, right? Thinking about the other person, not me and my mm-hmm. revenge and my justice. Yeah. So, what and what I really like about what Betty says, what what memory gives us, I hope is is the perspective to know that even though things change and things aren't always good that you can abide through that, like that things will be all right despite all the changing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know where I'm going with that, but do you think it's, do you think we, it would be better if we remembered more things personally? Like if I remember more things from my life? Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. I, I think yes and no probably. But probably more towards yes. I think... 
I think in some ways, if we remembered more things, we would romanticize things less and and have a better view of like, oh, this is this time of my life, what it was actually like, as opposed to forgetting all the bad things and remembering the good things. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily good or not. I think some people also do the opposite. That's fair. That's fair. So that's probably good. So I th- I think having remembering more things gives us a better idea of what that time was like. But I also think probably the most important thing about remembering, at least for me personally, is like being able to see God's faithfulness in my life. I think if I don't remember things, I miss that. And so I can't, or by remembering things and seeing that it increases my faith for what comes next. Right. Because if I can, if I can remember and say, okay, I was in this time and this is how I felt, but now look where I am now or look how, remember how God brought you through this. I think then, then I can have the, faith to go forward into something else where I'm just like, okay, here's another unknown situation that looks kind of similar to and how it felt back here, but God was faithful then, so how is he going to be? I mean, he's still going to be faithful now. Mm -hmm. Do you think the internet changes our perception of ourselves by being memory for us? As in like social media? Yep. So change how we look at ourselves or look at our past? Yeah, does it does it like fundamentally alter us as humans? I I mean I think so, right? I mean I th- we have perceived mem we have so I don't know to answer your question, but I'm going to say yes. So I mean just thinking about photographs, right? That changes our memories. I have fabricated memories based on photographs that I have seen, even though I have no memory. I have mm-hmm. probably have no actual memory of this. You and so the, go the, ahead. my first memory of my roommate in college, we passed each other. I was going up the steps. He was coming down the steps and we said nothing to each other. Nice. That's the first time I met him. You're That's meeting awesome. your roommate for the first time is often a fabricated memory. So I'm trying to make sure I preserve this real memory of me recognizing him from Facebook and walking past and saying nothing. Nice. First time I met my roommate was at the freshman party. That wasn't fabricated. That sounds more fabricated. It, it's true, though. He wasn't there on, like, the move-in day. He didn't okay. show up until the evening. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yes, I think that... So then going even further into that idea of what social media does, it it's it it um puts like a microscope on memories, right? Because it's like, mm-hmm. okay, here was this trip. Here was this time I did this with this group of people. I went to this concert, I went to this thing. Like or this is how I was feeling this or this was something I chose to say. Or, like, why did I choose to say this? And so, like, I think in that way, it even more emphasizes that idea of, like, fabricated memories to some extent as well as, like, hyper-focusing on some things and not other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you get memory notifications from Facebook? Every once in a while, not very often. So, I get a lot of them about high school. Mm-hmm. And because my friends were much more prone to taking pictures in high school than they were at any other time in my life. Mm -hmm. And so high school plays like this outsized role in my internet memory. Um, which like I like, but I, I feel like I spend more time thinking about it because the internet keeps reminding me of it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So I don't know I don't know if it really does I don't I don't think it fundamentally changes us as people. I think it it changes how we interact with our past selves. 
I mean, it also kind of changes how we decide what we want to post now, right? If we think, okay, mm-hmm. if I post this now, it's going to last well, forever. Hopefully. Right. So I think in some ways that changes it. But it also, I think, almost makes us more prone to just look backwards as opposed to look forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, don't I know. think. Is that bad? I think it can be. I mean, yeah. again, I think we talked about that a little bit and when we talked about nostalgia, I think it can be detrimental when you spend all your time dwelling on the past. Mm-hmm. I think you need to move forward in light of the past, but not hold yourself to that. Um, and so it can be beneficial. But if, if, if to use one of my favorite lyrics from Bastille, which I'm not sure if it means what I interpret it to be, but he says, I'm pedaling backwards, right? And so I love that image of like, I'm I'm pedaling backwards, trying to just consume all of these things, reminding me of the past, but yet if you pedal backwards on most bikes, right, you're still going to go forward. Yeah. Um, And so that's kind of how I think about thinking about the past or remembering things is that just because I stop and think about the past doesn't mean I'm not going to continue to move forward. Um, and so, yes, we can think about the past, but if, if it becomes something that you're trying to use as a coping method or dwelling so much that you forget the world around you or the fact that you're still moving forward on your bicycle, it's going to be detrimental. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's interesting that I, I think Ishiguro is also very skeptical of the future as well. Hmm. Um, in that both of his, both of the books that I've read so far are about quests that end completely underwhelmingly. So the two main characters of this book are Axel and Beatrice. And they're trying to find, they're trying to visit their son's village this whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't remember their son or their previous lives. But they decide to set off and to go find his village. And they end up running into Wiston and Sir Gawain the Green Knight. Hmm. Um, but anyway, it ends very, very just like nonchalantly. Wiston walks up to the dragon, which is asleep and like basically dead just like chops its head off and walks away and then they get their memories back and it's like oh our son died that's right and and so yeah i i i don't know i i feel like i'm also skeptical of the future in some ways Mm-hmm. because of achieving things I've wanted to achieve and just being, like, underwhelmed by them. Hmm. So, I, I don't know. Um, maybe that's why I like my Facebook memories. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've I have been thinking recently about goals and how mm-hmm. do how does goal setting work? Because as I think we discussed, I'm terrible at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but how does that help us then move forward? I guess I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I I'm worried about moving forward at this point. Because there's nothing left. I don't know. I t- I told my parents, our parents, I I I feel like I've just fallen into this this downhill momentum where in 40 years I'm going to drive out of Pax River Base and it'll say, "Thanks for your 37 years of service, Austin Jancy. Mm-hmm. Enjoy a great retirement." And that's going to be awful. 
So, so what are you going to do to change it? I don't know. Okay. But anyway. I think it'll be fine either way. Uh, I don't know. I don't... Yeah. You'll figure it out. Like, I'm... Like... We'll be like we'll be all right either way, but I don't want to do those things. Right. And and so I think that that's where goal setting comes into play, right? Because so for me, right, if I think about my life moving forward, if I don't set any goals to change the trajectory of my life, that is my life too, right? It's just like okay. I have a job. I'll just keep working here forever. But if I say, okay, I don't want to do that, I have to I have to work towards that. I have to set a goal to say, okay, what else do I want to do? Well, first I have to figure out what else do I want to do. But then the next step is what are the steps that I need to take to get there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just worried that those things will be disappointing when you get to them. That's one way to look at it, I suppose. Yeah, no, it's it just, I, I'm i like, yeah, I, I've, I'm thinking about like looking at the past and being like disappointed with where you are now and thinking about all these threads that could have gone any other such and such a direction. I'm not like super disappointed with where I am now, but that I think that is what is lended to by the intense memorialization of the past that we all now have. So do you think it makes you more discontent? Um, sometimes. I mean, like, I mean, think about where you were in high school. Were you content with that? Then nope. See, that's right. what I'm worried about. That's why I'm worried about things. Shouldn't that make you less worried about it? No, my worry would just be I'm discontent everywhere all the time. Oh, what that says to me is, rea- in reality, that was good. So that means, right now is good. I mean, like it's good in some ways. I don't know. Like, what do you mean? So, so if I look back, so, I mean, it goes back to the Andrew Bernard quote, right? How do I know that I'm in the good time, the good old days when I'm actually in it? If, if you look back at high school now and say, wow, that those were good times. Like that was the good old days. And when you were there and experiencing it, you felt like it wasn't. And if right now you're feeling like it's not, couldn't that be the same then as it is now that it really is the good old days now you just can't see it because you're living in it well no 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 no. that's not what i'm saying i'm saying i'm i felt discontent while i was there and now i I feel discontent in many ways now Mm -hmm. so i'm worried forever i will in many ways feel discontent okay What would make, yeah, anyways. Should we keep chatting or should we make recommendations and chat later? (laughs) Things have gotten away from us. (laughs) That's what happens when we don't have structure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or you think about memories, maybe. Mm -hmm. So, final thoughts. Should we remember more things or should we forget them? Um... As a person who remembers lots of things, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think we should forget things, but I don't think we should overly remember things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's fair. But I yeah, I think the the most important thing is that um we remember things as a as a way to reconcile. Like when we remember our differences, we don't do it to restoke them. But that we have mercy and can be reconciled. Mm-hmm. Um, despite whatever's happened in the past. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's important to remember, but it's also because it's important to remember. That means it's even more important to forgive and have mm-hmm. mercy. Yeah, I don't think forgive and forget is very helpful advice. No. It might be useful advice, but I don't think it's helpful. Mm-mm. Because, yeah, it doesn't actually help you grow. Unless by forget you mean be reconciled to, <laughs> which I don't think is the, the, the meaning of that advice, no. but... I don't think so either. But anyway, timestamp. <laughs> you should read The Buried Giant. It's great. Now that you've missed all the spoilers. Uh yes, The Buried Giant. Anything else to recommend? Yeah, I um There was something else I read. I think. I don't Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I've been recently listening to a podcast called The Slowdown. Mm-hmm. Have I talked about this? Uh, it seems familiar, but I don't remember for sure. Anyway, um, where U.S. Poet Laureate Tracy K. Smith reads you a poem every day, mm-hmm. and she discusses it and like talks about her own experience around the poem or how her life relates to it. And so anyway, I was looking around the book sale for poems actually written by Tracy K. Smith because I'm interested now. Mm-hmm. I didn't find any, but I found a anthology that she collected called An American Journal, uh, which is really great. It's, it's her effort to have a cross-section of American life through 50 poems. And it's it's... Like I, th- I think it's really well done. There's one poem that's called "Flatter, Flat as a Flitter," um, which, just like the language, is so well placed in particular. Um, because I was worried that her cross section of American life was going to not really be a cross section of American life, right. but it seems to be, you know, re- really well done. So. Recommend that. I also just watched a television show called um, Umbrella Academy. It's very weird. I've heard good Um, things about it. It's very weird. It's a lot about remembering things, actually. And how the the past impacts the the future and pasts that you live separately affects now. It's about a family. Nice. Very strange. That's good. That's it. My recommendation for this week is um, Leon Bridges. Oh yeah, nice. Have I have I recommended him before? Nope, just independently listened. Nice. Yep. So uh, Becca recommended him to me like yonks ago. Um, but recently has been added to Amazon Prime Music. It's like jazzy, but not quite. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good stuff. Um, I was I first became aware of, I think Leon Bridges because I was just leafing through, um, P 
people who are similar to other artists that I've been listening to mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime Music. And uh, somehow he was a person that they said was similar to both um, Lord Huron and Childish Gambino. And I'm like, um, that seems impossible. <laughs> uh, but that's how I first heard about him. Fair. Oh, yeah. I also just listened to a... Were you going to say anything else? No, that's all I got. I also I listened to an album today called um, You Want It Darker by Leonard Cohen. Okay. Who you may remember from Hallelujah fame. Mm, yes. I was going to say... It's a pretty famous song. Yep. No, I got you. I got you. Um, so anyway, I found out about this album because someone else died and Spencer, someone from the Atlantic, wrote an article about this and then I linked to this album. Mm-hmm. And I like a lot of the songs. Um, it reminds, So he's like 80-something when he wrote this album and it was like right before he died and he sounds like as old as the earth <sighs> and on this album. It's awesome. Um, and it's just like, it's about prayer and God and like dying. So all the things I want to hear in an album. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I enjoyed it. There you go. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week.